Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over what makes a pool product good, and I'll give you some tips on how to identify a good pool product, something that may be gimmicky, and something that may be out on the fringe there. So I'll give you all of this here in this podcast from my own experience in the industry. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And this is a more cerebral podcast where I'm going to unpack some things for you so that you can help identify things out there in, in the industry. I've been in the pool industry since 1998. I started when I was 15 and a half, so I've have, I have a lot of experience dealing with products over the years. I've seen many products come and go, and I'll give you some insight, hopefully, that will help you make a decision because there's a lot of new products that pop on the market here in the industry, and you may be wondering, you know, can I trust the reviews? Are these products good? Let me start by saying that when I get a product to test out, if it's not effective, I don't film it. I just give it back to the manufacturer and I give them a list of things to correct. And I've done this many times with different products over the years because for me to put out a video on something that's not effective, it's just a waste of everyone's time. And why would I spend time promoting a product that doesn't work effectively? And so there's a lot of reasons why you don't see a lot of different products that I review here that are ineffective. So what makes a product effective. Well, of course, first it's got to work and it's got to have some kind of customer service support. With anything you purchase, you want to be able to contact the manufacturer. At some point, you may have a problem. And if you can't contact the person that made this product, there's a big problem right there. Is the product effective is another thing that I look at. You know, is this thing going to work as it's promoted to work? There's been some things that were just way too unrealistic to believe that they would be effective. There were some things that I thought weren't going to work and they turned out to be really effective. And it's one of those things where unless you test a product, put it through a lot of rigorous testing and really look at the effectiveness of it and how it applies to the industry, you really can't judge a product just by looking at it. I'll give you an example of two products side by side that I thought was going to be really effective and one that I thought was going to be really ineffective and how that kind of turned and it was actually the opposite. So I reviewed the Skim Around original and this was a device. It was It's pretty bulky and you can connect it either to a side port or an automatic cleaner and it's supposed to skim the pool surface as it's moving around the pool. Now don't get this confused with the Skim Around skimmer basket insert which is a lot like the Skim Doctor 2.0. This was actually is called the Skim Around, Skim Around Original. It wasn't really as effective as I thought it was going to be. 
didn't work really well. If you had it connected to the side port, you had to really adjust the valve that it came with. And it just wasn't pulling in a lot of debris. So I just told the manufacturer that it's just not working effectively. I can't put this in a video. It just doesn't work the way their promo, promo video, videos were showing it working. There wasn't enough suction from the suction cleaner. If you turned on, if you turned up the suction to the skim around, it would just be ineffective. And then there was another product called the Pool Skim. And the person contacted me. She's in Chicago. She's the only distributor for the product in the USA. It's a product from South America, or actually South Africa, I should say. Shouldn't get the continents mixed up. They're quite different. So it's a South African product. And by the way, in South Africa, pools are really a big thing. There's a lot of suburbia, just like Australia and parts of Europe. Of course, parts of the South America also has pools. And the United States is known for all the in-ground pools in the backyard, above-ground pools. So we're really known worldwide as a big swimming pool consumer of products. You know, it's a huge industry here in the United States. So they came from South Africa. She has the product on Amazon. She sells it directly on her site. It's called the Pool Skim. It has weird plumbing, first of all, because the uh, pipe sizing in South Africa is different than the plumbing sizing here in the U.S. It's not the same. So right away when I got the product, the first thought was, well, I mean, the the fitting works fine. The one and a half inch threaded fitting works fine in, in a return line, but it's just the plumbing was kind of weird size. So I was giving it a, a knock in my head saying, you know, this thing's not going to work. It doesn't even have US PVC, but I hooked it up to a return line and this thing works on a return line and it creates a secondary skimmer for the pool. It has a debris bag. And again, I was extremely skeptical that this would actually work in a pool because it just didn't seem like there was much engineering behind it. It's just a piece of plastic with a weir that's, that floats up, and then there's a debris bag. And I was thinking, well, how's the return line going to actually pull in debris? And I'm familiar with pressure cleaners and how those work and how those pull in debris by using water pressure through a venturi, which creates a really high-pressured water jet that goes into the bag. And so as like the Polaris 280 is moving on the bottom, the water that's coming from the pressure side or re dedicated return line. And if you ever pull the Polaris 280 out of the pool while it's operating, you're gonna, it's, it's like a, a hose nozzle that you can shoot the water like 30 feet. So there's a lot of pressure, and as it moves on the bottom, that water pressure pulls the debris into the bag. The, why, the reason why I'm spending some time talking about how a pressure cleaner operates, I think the pool skim operates in a very similar way. The return jet will push water into the pool skim device, and then the weir will activate, and if you have it set properly in the water, the weir will pull debris down into the pool skim, into the debris bag, almost like the pressure cleaner, but not quite as intense as far as the water pressure. So I have this pool on my pool route that is just trashed every week by trees around it. It's a horrible account. So I put the pool skim in there. I figured, you know, I'm going to come back the next week. No difference is going to be seen. When I came back the next week, it looked like that they had trimmed all the trees and got rid of them and it was all cement back there. That's how good the pool looked. It was There was no leaves on the surface. There was hardly any leaves on the bottom. It just had a creepy crawly operating in the pool and it would always get clogged up with debris. It's just a fantastic device. It really surprised me how well it worked. And this is a story of looking at two products, looking at the literature, looking at the videos, and you know believing one over the other. And believe it or not, the pool scheme is one of my favorite products. They don't pay me to say this. I get no money from them at all. I just like the fact that you have this device you can connect to a return line. 
and it just picks up all the leaf debris in a pool and just makes the pool look really spectacular and it works highly effectively and again it's a product from South Africa and it's a really effective product so how do you distinguish these things you know you look at reviews online of course you should look at the reviews online Amazon's a pretty good source for reviews sometimes they're not the greatest source and of course you can just google the product and see what people say on reddit and you know places that are more independent trouble free pools is a, is a great place to get independent reviews from homeowners on a product and of course i try to be unbiased in my reviews and i try to point out some of the bad points technically when i get a product you know there's no perfect product out there so i don't spend a lot of time harping on you know the bad aspects of a product i i understand the limitations of a pool product in the industry you know, for example, the pool skim has some limitations. You need to have one and a half inch threaded return lines, and you need to be able to plug or turn down the return on other jets for it to work effectively. So there are limitations to that product as well. Just like anything out there has limitations. I think the thing that I look for when I look at a pool product is the price point. I think that's important for a lot of reasons. The price point, the customer support, the warranty, the effectiveness, does this make my job easier? Does this save time? Of course, the brand who makes this product is important. And all these factors come into play to you know make your decision on what you should do or what product you should get. I have a friend that does, has been doing pool service for since 1990. And he won't put any pool pump in at his service accounts. And this, this is, you know, what is that, 30 plus years of service. He won't put any pool pump in at his service accounts. And let's just say Pentair pool pump. He's tried all different pumps and he tells me, if it's not a Pentair pump, I'm not putting it in my customer's pool. And that's just his stance. And so every single account of his, whenever the pump and motor goes bad, he'll drop in a Pentair pump. He's tried off-brand pumps. He's tried different brands. And he swears that just Pentair is the best. And that's his preference. There's some people that like Hayward pumps or Jandy pumps. And these are the big three. I call them the big three because they're the the big three manufacturers of pool equipment. You have Pentair, Hayward, and Jandy. To be honest with you, they're all pretty much catching up with each other across the board of their equipment. They're fairly equal as far as, you know, this particular VS pump versus this one. So if you're kind of brand specific and you like a particular brand, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Pentair has a huge track record. I mean, in California, in my area, about 80% of the backyards are tan equipment because Pentair dominates here. Maybe partly due to my friend who won't put anything in the backyard but Pentair. But that goes to say that the brand of the equipment is really an important factor. So you're going to see a lot of products coming from overseas companies that have weird names like Ybot or Apier. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Apier, Ipair. People pronounce it differently. You know, how do you trust these companies? I think the biggest thing, again, goes back to not just the brand, but do they answer their phones? Do they answer their emails? If you're emailing a company and you're getting zero response, and so iPair is actually a pretty good company as far as corresponding. I can get a hold of them, no problem. And you probably can too as a consumer. And I've heard various stories about their robotic pool cleaner. By the way, it's called the uh, Seagull Pro. And you know, if it breaks down, they'll give you a partial refund or they'll send you a new unit. So they're pretty good about warranting their product. And is it a good product? Well, I reviewed it, and I was pretty honest. I think it's a great cordless robotic pool cleaner with a few things to note. And again, I mentioned that there's no perfect product out there. I'm not nitpicking 
Apier's Seagull Pro Cleaner, but you have to plug in the power adapter and then you have to make sure you put the plug back in or the rubber plug so that water doesn't get into the cleaner. If you fail to do that and put it in the pool, the robotic pool cleaner gets compromised. So for me, that's a big fail point. I mentioned that in the video. It also got stuck on flat main drains and I think you should be aware of that. And I put that in the video as well. But other than that, it did a great job cleaning the pool and it works really effectively. And one other thing I mentioned was that it filters down to only 180 microns. I think the engineers overseas don't understand that we here don't have indoor pools. For some reason, I was contacted by a manufacturer in China and they were like, so send me some pictures of your indoor pools in America. I mean, we don't really have indoor pool. I mean, I guess maybe in the Midwest and back east there are some, but I've only seen like two in my life in California. It's not very common have an indoor pool, but for some reason they thought all pools here were indoor, maybe because they're close to Europe, and I think Europe has a lot of indoor pools. But regardless, you know, you need something that filters down the fine dirt. And unfortunately, the Apier Seagull Pro only filters down to 180 microns, which is not fine because a diatomaceous earth filter will filter down to 3 to 5 microns, a cartridge filter will filter down to 20 microns, and a sand filter will filter down to about 40 microns. So 180 microns leaves a lot to be desired. And I mentioned that, and it's not a knock on the product, because if you have a pool with a lot of leaf debris and you have an automatic suction cleaner, this is perfect for you still. It's not something that's not effective. I just think that the finer micron filtration is much more desirable than the, un, I guess not unfine, but the more coarse filtration. And on the flip side of that, that's one reason why I like Matronics, the dolphin cleaners, because they have ultra-fine filtration down to about 20 microns, I would say, 20 or 30 microns with their canister. So I really like those cleaners. And plus, Matronics is a company from Israel that has a huge track record in the industry. They've been around not quite as long as Aquabot was, but they've been around a long time. And they have a good reputation for making really well-made robotic pool cleaners. And so if you're looking for a robotic pool cleaner, you have some brand names in that category also. You have, of course, Polaris. Then you have Matronics or Dolphin. And I think that's about it right now because Aquabot used to be a huge player in the field. So there was some kind of convoluted acquisition. Floridra purchased Zodiac, Polaris, Jandy, and they were the owners of Aquabot, Aquatron. And so they had to split that. And basically, Aquabot went away, was absorbed, and became Aqua Products, which uh, Fluigia puts out a few of those with their online robots. And then Aquatron was acquired by BWT, or it became BWT. And so those robots went over there. Now, BWT would be a big player in the market if they would just spend some money and send some inventory to the U.S. I think I really like the Aquabot products. Now, there were a lot of hit and miss cleaners. And I reviewed many Aquabot cleaners over the years, and there were some that I really liked, like the old Turbo T2 and the Turbo Classic. These were really easy uh, as far as mechanical engineering behind these robots. They just went back and forth in the pool. And there were some low-end ones for like 400 that worked fairly good, like the Aquabot SE, I believe it was called. And I told Aquabot, these are decent. I mean, you're, the price point means that you're going to get maybe a year warranty and get, you know, have to replace a few parts here and there. But I think part of the price point that I mentioned earlier, the more money you pay for a product should equal the better the product operates. For example, if you put 
$1,500 towards a Polaris Alpha IQ. Um, you're going to get a robotic pool cleaner that is the top of the line. I consider it the Ferrari of robotic pool cleaners. Even people at Matronics will tell you that the Polaris Alpha IQ is in a category or a class of its own. It does a great job of mapping the pool, cleaning the pool. It's just a great overall robotic pool cleaner. But you're going to have to shell out fifteen or $1,600 for it. And you're going to get the best robotic pool cleaner, in my opinion. But you're paying for the best robotic pool cleaner. Not to say that Dolphin doesn't have some good ones, you know, in the $1,200, $1,300 range. They do. And so if you're paying any over $1,000, I would say, for a robotic pool cleaner, there's very little doubt you're going to get a really good product that's going to function as it's, as it's intended. And then when you get into the category of 400 to 800 that's when things kind of get kind of gray and iffy. You know, is this cleaner as good as, you know, the price you pay if you pay $600 for it? Probably it's a $600 robotic pool cleaner. I'm going to say that it's not going to be as effective as something in a higher category. And that's why price point for products is important. Because if you if you see a product that's priced really high and then you purchase it and it's ineffective, I mean, that's not going to go far. And there's been a lot of examples of this in the industry where there's a high-priced product that's ineffective. I can give you some examples with the solar surface cleaners. I mean, I was a huge fan of the Solar Breeze. I really think they made a big mistake when they changed it to the aerial, changed the design, changed a little bit of the functionality of it because the Solar Breeze was a really well-designed cleaner, albeit it was like 500 back then, and it did break down after about two years, and the parts were hard to change, so it's one of those things where I tried to change parts myself, and you open it up, and there's, there's so many little parts in there with an effect, but there's been a lot of solar cleaners like the Skim Devil where, you know, they've been really... They're really expensive. That was like $700. And then they have failures because one thing that you have to realize is that pool water is highly corrosive. And so anything that you leave in the pool day and night is going to be affected by that water. And I think the manufacturers of the solar surface cleaners didn't realize how corrosive the water was onto the parts in the cleaner. Now they're getting better and smarter. I think the Beta Cleaner, B-E-T-T-A, I call it the Beta, maybe the Beta this cleaner, they've done a lot of engineering with the motors to make it corrosive resistance. iPair is coming out with their own solar surface cleaner. So I'm really excited to see that one because I think they've all learned that pool water is highly corrosive. I mean, you have chemicals in there. You have the sun hitting that device is sitting in the pool. And if you're in Arizona, it's like 120 degrees, 30 days in a row. So that really has an effect on that cleaner. But if you buy a surface cleaner and you pay $500 and it lasts for one year, is that a value? I would say, no, it's not. You need to make sure that that cleaner is going to last two or three years before it needs any maintenance. And I think they're moving in that direction with the beta. And I think APR is going to also have a pretty solid cleaner. And I would say the aerial is more robust than the solar breeze. But then again, there's more technology involved. And I found that there were some things lacking compared to the solar breeze when they transitioned to that model. And the price, of course, went up dramatically. So if you're going to get a product, it's got to last in your pool. I mean, it's one of those things where it, the value of the product is not just what you pay for it, how effective it is, the amount of time it saves you, but how long that product's going to last you as well. And to spend that kind of money on a product that lasts one year or one season, to me, it's just not logical. So manufacturers know this, and they're trying to make a better solar surface cleaner that's going to last a long time. But they're working against the elements of the pool and the elements of the sun. 
And that brings me to one of the things that I think you have to realize about the pool industry. Everything is pretty corrosive in the pool and the equipment around it. And so any pool product is not going to have the same lifespan of, say, like your HVAC system. I mean, you have that in the back of your house. It's sitting there, and it could go 25 years without you having to replace it, 30 years. Not true with the pool heater, with the pool pump, even with a filter, because there's a lot of water and chemicals going through that. And it's one of those things where that wears out the equipment sooner. So sometimes you're thinking, well, you know, my other stuff lasts such a long time and the pool equipment fails so often. And I want to say it fails often as in like two or three years. But if you get a pool pump in the last 10 years, I think you're doing really well. If you have a heater that lasts past 15 years, it's excellent. But it's not, again, something that you can compare to other appliances or other products around your house. And I think the last thing that should be the focus of manufacturers is making the product as easy as possible. I mean, let's face it, if you are in a different industry and you're working on pool equipment or you have a pool, it can be complicated because it's not something you do every day. And so there's been a lot of mistakes made by the manufacturers or engineers making things way too complicated. Two examples would be the JEP-R controller by Jandy and then the Pentair SunTouch automatic panel which was touted as like a simple automated system. But if you ever worked on the SunTouch panel, you know that you can't even turn on the spa and you can't even turn it off to, to empty out the pump basket. It's really complicated. And it's one of those things where if you're manufacturing a product, make it simple. And I think a lot of manufacturers are realizing that. I really like the new um, Jandy Speedset controller. It looks almost like a 3D printer controller. My son does 3D printing, so I'm familiar with the flywheel and all the, that those features. But I think you have to also look at a product and you have to think, can I use this? Is this simple enough for me to use? And I think the industry is moving that direction for sure. It's really not, I wouldn't say dumbing down products, but it's making products more user friendly. And it's one of those things where, you know, some of the old VS pump, like the old IntelliFlow first generation, I couldn't even figure out how to set the schedule in there. They're so convoluted. You know, I keep getting knocked out of the menu. And, you know, things like that are frustrating. And if I'm in the industry and I'm frustrated, a homeowner would be, you know, frustrated even more. And so manufacturers realize this. So that's one factor also is that when you're getting a product that, you know, needs that that has a simple user interface, it's better for the industry. And so when you're looking at a product, look at the reviews, look at the effectiveness. Of course, the price point can be a gauge of how well the product is made and how long it should last. And the brand and manufacturer are equally important. And I would make sure you look at the reviews and if someone tried contacting customer service, how that went. And I think that's an important factor of any product. Something may go wrong. It may break. You may need a warranty service. And you should be able to reach the company. I just really dislike buying. I buy a lot of electronic products. And I have a hard time sometimes when I can't get a hold of the company. It's very frustrating. But there are other companies like DJI is a good example of a great electronic company. If you have a drone or a camera from them, if you have a problem, they're extremely responsive. In fact, they're a little bit too responsive. You get like multiple emails. They'll even call you from their Los, at least in California, they'll call you from their Los Angeles office and see how everything's going. So it's definitely a good example of a company that's going a long way for customer service. And there's, of course, that in the industry also. I think Floridra is one of the most customer-centric equipment manufacturers and they really try to answer your call quickly and I think they're very helpful so there's a lot of of course that in the industry and that's a big factor for me 
getting a hold of a human or somebody that can solve a problem with a particular pool product that you purchased. Looking for other podcasts I recorded? You can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon, and then a drop-down menu of other podcasts will appear. If you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.